Welcome to the Anime Backlog, a podcast featuring three weebs forcing each other to finally watch each other's anime recommendations. A note that episodes will contain spoilers about that week's featured anime and will have explicit language. You can follow the show for updates on Twitter at the Anime Backlog. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Anime Backlog Podcast, featuring three weebs recommending anime to each other that we hadn't watched and has just put back on the podcast um, so that we can actually finish things. Um, my name is Dan. I am joined by my hosts, co-hosts, Marcus and Nick. Hello. How's it going? All right. So... We have a slightly different format today. Uh, a couple weeks ago, my computer decided to uh, cannibalize itself, and I had to get it back up and running. So we are doing a just a single episode, not a part one, part two like normal. But this one uh, worked out pretty nicely because I assigned Marcus and Nick the second half of 86, season two, and we are back to discuss it now. Oh, shit, really? I, I just kept reading Domestic Girlfriend manga. What were we supposed to watch? <laughs> hey, I, I hear the doujins are um, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we finished 86, and uh, what did you guys think? Nick, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, generally liked part two a little bit better than part one, mainly because it's not beating you over the head with trauma every five minutes. <laughs> so that's a plus. I do have some questions about some of the pacing choices they did. And I also have some questions about why Lena was so little involved, even though it seemed like she was up to some crazy ass shit in the background. So some criticisms, but I generally liked it better. I thought now that the world had already been established, they were able to get into some cooler shit, which I appreciated. Yeah. I'll agree on a few of those points. I overall, I liked it. So just out of the gate, Yes, I enjoyed this. I agree with Nick on uh, Milize not really being a huge part. I wanted more of her because uh, I liked her as a character in the first season. Oh, so yeah. I, I wanted more of her this season. And we just didn't get a whole lot of her. I do have some questions about some characters specifically. Uh, overall, though, I actually am kind of the opposite of Nick. I think I enjoyed the first season more. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, I liked this season, but I think I liked the first season a little bit better. Interesting. And so, for reasons that we'll get into in the episode breakdown. And uh, that's more or less what I expected from the both of you, is that season two was a little <laughs> more uh, evenly keeled and less traumatic for Nick, but it didn't have as intense of dramatic punch for Marcus, mm -hmm. um, but uh, I'm going to hit you with. I think that the second season was better, like more well, more of a well done season. Maybe they just got better, more more funding or more time to do it, what have you. Mm -hmm. But 
it's kind of like the Titanic part one, part two. If you ever watched on VHS back in the day, <laughs> where we're old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that is an old reference. <laughs> yes, it is. But you know, Titanic had the the dramatic romance in the first half, but then the action packed like back half that sealed it all together. So in my opinion, um, this is a show that is a uh, greater than the sum of its parts type of thing. For me, okay. at least. But let's get into the episodes. Episode 12, we open just like episode one. So the characters uh, running down that same rail track looks like it's spearhead or, you know, type of spot again. And, uh, but this time we have, <laughs> instead of a handler berating the 86, they're actively working together and even calling. Um, Millie's a, a uh, their queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Yas queen part was a little strange. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I, I liked it. Uh, the, I, I liked the character being called uh, Bloody Regina these days, uh, which is which is fun. Um, but the which, dynamic is quite different. Which I oh, gotta yeah. ask something about that. Where did Regina come from? Like, did I miss that? Yeah, where did I? I never figured out where that nickname came from either. The bloody part I get, but Regina I did not get. And so I, I didn't understand. I, if I that believe was a that's to a I missed or. I guess it's a, a play on her full name of Vladelena and the moniker of Bloodstained Queen. I don't know. I, I don't. It's it must be an in-universe or translation issue. I'm not sure. But yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, know. like, I did both the sub and the dub for that. Like, is because I thought maybe it is a translation issue, but then, like, and maybe that's just the way the subtitles were done. Because I was yeah. just kind of like, a, I'm, oh, I feel like I'm missing some context here. And I thought they would expand on it, but we got very, no, no, no. it's because we don't know Japanese. So, oh. Bloody Reina is a play on her full name of Vladelena and her moniker of the Bloodstained Queen. The original Japanese was written as Bloody Regina. Or Bura de Regina. Uh, okay. So I guess it's a kanji thing. Uh, okay. So the so Latin word a translation re- thing, because like, so basically it's a pun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the uh, Asato Asato gave her uh, hands like a thumbs up on using Bloody Regina as an interpretation of it. Okay. So I thought that's neat. Okay. So I'm there now. So, I, but yes, I agree. That was, I was like, where'd that come from? Uh. <laughs> so, but yeah, you get the first episode with Lena of getting that stuff set up of like, oh, the crazy scientist lady who they had the falling out with is now back on her team and they're working together again. And there's all these other uh, leaders like lieutenants and majors and stuff who are working with her, ignoring all like the leadership who just doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And that stuff seemed like really cool, like an underground oh, yeah. movement. Oh, but yeah. then we don't really get anything further with it. And that disappointed me because I was hoping that would be kind of the B plot for this entire season. And instead, there was a four or five episode stretch where we don't even see her. Yeah. That well, is. And what we do see of her is very little. Yes, it's very it's, little. It's, it's in very small snippets. Mm-hmm. So that would probably be the only thing for me that keeps it from perfection is we needed more of her. Like, if they did a movie of her plot, her B plot on her own, and then the defense of the Republic, I'd be all over that. That'd be sick. Yeah, I agree. I'd be all over that. And it would 
really complete the story a bit more. Mm-hmm. Also, the the fall of the Republic and like the Federation invading it would have been awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, agreed. Oh yeah, hard. But season two, while like season one was kind of like a little bit of everyone's story, and then the like Milizes and the squad. And Shin is the kind of the leader figurehead, but he was kind of like a quiet protagonist a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, season two is definitely the Shin story. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I I really enjoyed the that she's always wearing black now, got the red hair to the red hair killed me. She's colored now, you yeah, know man. she's that killed me. <laughs> and um, but yeah, her gathering other like-minded young officers in uh, mm-hmm. in the Alba. And winning over the eighty six, I thought was really cool. Yeah, and apparently they like fic- like messed with her comms, so she had the ability to communicate with every single person at once. Yeah, so that, that was, was the in the first part of that episode, uh, her friend popping in is like, "Hey, I got that thing you wanted," and then <laughs> they just like showed it on her desk once or twice, and then they popped it popped off in like episode twenty or twenty one. <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, you get it, whatever." Yeah. Uh, but episode cuts to Shin's little inner monologue limbo world uh, because the last episode ended with the assumption that they all got wiped out and they even showed Shin's body on the ground with scribbly marks where his head's supposed to be and stuff like that. Yeah. Really, really teasing that. And that was because well, they did the same thing with his brother and like mm-hmm. his memories whenever it was like he found his brother's body and it had the scribbly marks over mm-hmm. it, kind of indicating that. Oh, his head's fucking gone. Yeah, and that's how he got absorbed into. The so Legion, I had a, or the Legion used his brain. I really wanted to do season two, but I wanted to give you guys enough time to sit with that, th- being in the mindset of them being gone. Mm-hmm. And when I was waiting for this new season to start up, I was like, shit. You know, I was expecting the Millie show. Like her comrades yeah. are all dead, and she's just you know carrying the fucking torch. And that would have been a good direction, maybe better. But I'm still happy with the way they did it. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I don't. I don't know about better. I think just different. Like it would have been a much different story. Yeah, and but it's it's hard to say if it would have been better because we don't know what direction. Oh, they sure. Gone. But, but I, I understand what you mean. I do think that would have been a very interesting story. Also, I like it when main characters can die. I, I don't like people having plot armor. Fucking Kamina. That was a huge shocker. <laughs> Whenever he died. I was like, what? Man, that oh, one was spoilers great. for Gurren Logan, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that was mind blowing at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Ned Stark is dead. <laughs> one of my favorite 30 Rock jokes. If you know, you know. I'm not going to yeah, explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we get the little inner monologue. Uh, Shin's talking to his brother. They get to have, you know, he's back to being a kid again in his little headspace. The brother sets him down, walks away, and he's like, hey, just, uh, I want you to think about me just once in a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, cuts to Shin waking up in a sterile-looking, clean, high-tech hospital bed. And we immediately see people with different hairstyles, different color hair. Mm-hmm. Which is like a huge indicator of like, wait, where the fuck are they? Yeah. So we find out that um, this, he wakes up and they wake up in a different country and it's Giad, which up until now we were kind of like, are other humans 
around? Mm -hmm. Do we know? And this is our first confirmation that, oh, yeah, there's, yeah, they're kicking. They're they're fighting on the back ropes, too, but they're around. We just haven't had communication with them. Yeah. And I think that's what the the birds, uh, I forgot, they had a very funny German name. Uh, The birds that would fly around during all the battles Mm -hmm. uh, that would denote, like, the movement of the army, uh, of the legion, those block radio waves. That's why they needed the para-raid. Yeah. Well, and they say that specifically where it's like, oh, we're getting close to, um, I, I also forgot the name. So it's like, we're going to drop out communications here. So. But we but have yeah, to meet they, uh, er, Ernst Zimmerman, the president of the uh, Giardian Federation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ernst Federation was G- interesting. <laughs> yes. I like him. I like Ernst, but damn, he would say some like, Bro, you okay? Shit, like yeah. <laughs> he'd be like acting all cool, and then he suddenly he'd, like flip a switch and become like this. Like I'm gonna burn this whole shit down. So it's, like, I'm ultra stoked for <laughs> uh, wherever his character goes. Yeah. You know, just in the season, but also beyond beyond that, because I feel like they're setting him up to be a like an unintentional villain at some point, just because he's like yeah. Uh, he, say, he says a particular line, if we have to kill children because they're unfamiliar to us, because of a one in a million chance they might be a threat, if that's what mu- humankind has to do, survive, then we deserve to be wiped out. <laughs> yeah. He also has well, a line, I forget which episode it is, but it's uh, something along the lines of, uh, you guys made the mistake of electing me, so now you have to deal with me. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. He no, that was another line in an episode that I forgot like episode what it was, 20. where it was like, I will bring them back to this country even if I'm bringing them back to smoke and ash. Yeah. Nope. That's the same episode. And we'll get there because I wrote it down yeah. because it's uh, it's an intense fucking quote. But fun fact about him and what immediately kind of set off my radar is English VA is the same as Mushroom Guy from Dorohidoro. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. And so, uh, like, I was watching and then he comes up and I was like, oh, villain. He's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man, he like I said, he says some shit. Uh, but um, they show the country like they get they're they're thrown in a car eventually after they've been decided that they're just going to integrate. Um, mm-hmm. They left him there for like a month. Not kind I was of just say they were in isolation for like it was a month or longer. Yeah, like, it was a while. Yeah, but they've been isolated. Uh, look, sounds like a lot of bureaucratic bullshit. And eventually the president won out and he's staying uh, or he adopted them formally and they get us a quick little tour, not a tour, but like on the way to the president's uh, mansion, they get to see little snippets of the Federacy and they just see people living their lives like normal. And uh, they saw, saw Alba and non Alba living together freely. They even see a protest uh, or a, Type thing that sh- you know they got to free the eighty six because the knowledge yeah. of what they're doing demonstration demonstration that's the word, uh, but now the 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 knowledge of the treatment of the eighty six in the republics getting out to the wider uh, population and they the wider uh, world yeah st- they 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 think it's horrible because it is. <laughs> there's there's a line I want to say in episode like twenty. Two or twenty three that just remind me when we get there because holy shit, 
English dub going hard again on <laughs> racism, and it just cracked my shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't do it too much throughout this season, but then they just snuck it back in in the last couple episodes just to remind <laughs> like, you. In case you forgot, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, so we get to meet the other inhabitant uh, adopted child at the mansion, Frederica. Now, this, from what I understand, is a uh, fairly divisive character. In, uh, the I'm fandom. on the other side. I'm the division. <laughs> You're the division. I'm the division. Yeah. So I liked Frederica, but I could see how she was kind of not the most necessary. I fucking hated this little girl. I I would be hot and cold on her. Mm-hmm. Some moments I hated her, and other moments she was like a badass bitch. So it's yeah, hundred percent. Like, eh. I didn't she... fucking understand her. How old is this little girl? So I don't fucking get it. She's got to be like ten, max. But so but then it's, it's like she's got shit that happened like ten years ago that she yeah, has her, memories of. Like her timeline doesn't really make sense, and she has this power that allows her to like see shit. So like her uh, memories are all like extended and weird. So, so it's it's all very strange. So yeah, they said the war popped off nine years prior to the beginning of the first season. Yeah, but then. Cause, but that was the Empire starting the war. So at some point during the war, there was a civil war in the Empire, but the Legion and has just continued to fight. Yeah, and she got overthrown during that process. Mm-hmm. So so they weren't super so, clear so with it, but it still makes sense. So the got overthrown? Well, Basically, yeah. I think it's implied that uh, they butchered most of the fucking Imperial family, and she yeah. was just the, the last one. Well, but she has a specific line that she was the one who ordered the start of the war. Yeah. I thought that was just like her taking ownership of it. Not. Okay. Not literally. But, but, but I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but she's the empress. Um, yeah, yeah. Some of the details around her, that character are very strange and don't seem to fully add up. So I understand that frustration for Marcus for sure. Sure. Um, but I think her like waffling back on like her maturity level is because she had a lot of responsibility really young, but also since she can see like people's entire timelines, uh, it's made her like very wise beyond her years kind of thing. But she, at the same time, she's still a kid. So that's also, why there's waffling. Did, did I miss how she has that power? Uh, they yes. never explained. They, they never explained. Okay. Okay. I, I was thinking, cause there was a couple times I'd go back and rewatch parts of an episode where I'm like, what am I missing here? How the fuck can you do this? Like I so I attributed to a supernatural like, aspect when there hasn't been one. I mean, I, they they teased it with Shin being psychic. And but they, it was never like magical. It was like they're vaguely psychic. We use tech to uh to to do it on a wider yeah, scale. That's what I thought. I was like, a, "Oh, it starts off where it's like, a, oh, this is kind of a supernatural thing, but then they're like, no, 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 we explain it with science." Yeah, but yeah. But they never so, did that with her, so I was like, "Does she have something that I missed?" I assume that's why the Imperial family was in their position, that they had powers and they were able to abuse it to get powerful. I guess it just seemed like I mean, not yeah, with that power, with that power, you could be Machiavellian as shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> It was unnecessary. I hand waved it. It's like that's why they had it. Is be- that's why they were the imperial families because they could do you know manipulate things uh, with with this. But I agree that it was unnecessary and weird a little bit. 
uh, and kind of went against a lot of the tone of the show, which was a lot of it was very rooted in kind of reality. And that's always a hang up for me. So there's a book series that I, well, book series, it's two books. First book, fucking excellent, but it's all science. We have an explanation for why this is logical, blah, 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 blah. About three quarters of the way through the second book, there's this one character that shows up and they do some wacky shit. And it's like, uh, oh, how do you explain this scientifically? And she's like, oh, no, I'm magic. I'm actually magic. Magic is real. And everyone's just like, oh, okay, cool. I stopped reading. I was like, what? what the fuck? Why would you do this? Like, that's such a bad road to take. Like, yeah. So I don't like it. Like, I want you to, I can suspend disbelief for wacky shit in a series, book, movie, whatever, but adhere to your own rules. Mm-hmm. That's my hard line. The moment you stray out of that and you're like, yeah, but we wanted to do this other thing, so we're just hand-waving it. I don't want you to hand-wave stuff in your own universe. Yeah, it's like a difference between like a hard magic system and a soft magic system where yeah. hard is like a known value and aspect, and soft is like it's just there to keep the story going. <laughs> like mm-hmm. like Harry Potter versus like D&D where it's like, I have five spell slots, you know. Buddy, do not get me started on a fucking Harry Potter rant. Voldemort is one of the shittiest villains of all time. I'm not going to do it. Back to 86. Episode 13. <laughs> yeah. Episode 13. Uh, yeah, this is the first half of the episode is basically the five of them try to be like normal. Yeah, they're trying to find a, a normal life. Yeah. Ha- have jobs, go shopping, hobbies, stuff like that. And <laughs> we get the it, slice of life episode. It doesn't last for more than about 10 minutes. No. <laughs> No, um, but yeah, there's a nice little montage. Everybody trying out stuff, uh, making friends in the new country and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Shin, uh, we then, now we're starting getting into the the, the Shin plotline of like, it's like they've never in, like heard of the word depression and trauma before in this uh, entire world. But he's having some trouble. And yeah, why didn't these five kids get therapy? Therapy, <laughs> like what the fuck. The Legion killed all the therapists. The Legion took every single one. You know what? That That was was the first thing they did. Killed all the therapists. I'm saying, you know, it's a long con, but that is one way to destabilize a nation. (laughs) (laughs) Take out all the therapists. (laughs) They fucking did it. They're good. Uh, But Shin has to, he's still haunted by the ghosts of all the people still out there. Mm. You know, we, we got some closure with Ray, but now that that's kind of, well, not complete closure, as we know, but he got some closure with Ray. We thought it was going to be easier, but the voices are still out there. He accomplished his goal, but it didn't give him the closure he wanted, is, I'd yeah. say, a good way to summarize Yeah. That. And I, honestly, I think we kind of see that it's that way for all of them. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily with this one specific goal, but where they all have this moment of like, uh, this isn't me. Like, they're, like, trying to live this normal life, but being thrust into that after coming from all you've known is kind of war and strife and trauma. They're having a hard time adjusting, which makes sense, and I think goes into, like, kind of a nice exploration of PTSD Mm -hmm. as well, where it's like, I don't know how to adjust to this. This isn't the life I've had. Or, and we even see this with, like, people that have spent a lot of time in prison where they'll finally get out and they're like, this isn't the world I know. I don't know how to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They showed that in the episode with, was it Karina and, uh, 
Laughing Fox just hanging out, talking in the uh, the embassy area mm-hmm. that like burnt the blown up embassy to the Republic. Um, yeah, just hanging out, and then they hear the Vonnegonders or whatever their their version of the Juggernauts stomping by in a parade, and they hear one step, and they both like whip their heads over because yeah, they're like they fight, both, fight time, but, fight time. <laughs> it's very much a like you can see that uh, fighter. They're still wired. Trigger, and they're like they're wired for like reflexively wired for violence. Current S sees one comes by and thinks it's a juggernaut and mm-hmm. they just they think that death is around the corner at all times and to just go and ad- try to adjust and live a normal life as if you haven't experienced so much hardship is kind of impossible without therapy. Yeah. But the yeah. Legion wiped out all the therapists, so here we are. <laughs> but then you could find help with better help. Um <laughs> cuz those ads get bombarded at me. Um, but yeah, then yeah, the just naivety of the uh, president and all the leaders there to be like, you guys should just be kids, and it's like, what? Like, how are they just gonna just be kids? <laughs> so I get where they're coming from in that aspect because they don't live in San Magnolia, so it's like one thing to hear that someone has it hard and go, oh yeah, they've had a hard life, but they've got a good life now, so it's fine. When you are on the outside looking in, it's hard to imagine some of the hardships that people go through. And so them not going through those hardships, they probably can't understand not adjusting. They just think, oh, it's the problem is fixed now. You should be okay. Yeah. I also took that as them just not being able to like really accept that these mm-hmm. kids are what they are. And they're like, no, no, no. You're just kids. Just go back to being kids. You know, there's... Yeah. We cannot accept the fact that you are child soldiers who've been fighting for five, six years. Or they probably think like, oh, you had a very normal life up until you had to fight in the war. So you just had like maybe a couple months of bad times. So like now, hey, we're back to the good times. So yeah. I kind of understand where they're coming from. It's not a good thing, but it's really just rooted in their own ignorance. Yep, 100%. And kind of like a, not really their fault, but they're also not blameless, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just... The fact that it seemed like very few of them had the realization that, like, these kids are not going to go back to just being kids. Most of them were constantly hammering the, you kids shouldn't be having to do this. And it's like, unless you're going to get them therapy, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, that's what they're going to fucking do. But also, the war's not over. No, it's not. Oh, yeah, it's not. Uh, but they have a scene. The Raiden comes back to the mansion. Frederica's there, hungry, makes food for her, and she mentions Shin's. Like, oh, Shin's still out there fighting, and is you know he's still he's still in there, even though he still killed his brother. Raiden's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We never told you about that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is the first like big hint that there's you know something wonky going on with Frederica. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, before this, we also see Shin meet uh, Eugene. Yeah, we get to meet yeah, Mister yeah. Everyman. The but also the like s- uh, some of the cracks in the Federacy start to show. Well, yeah, he hints that it's super classist because they don't have enough money to go to school. It's classist. Yeah. Not everyone's doing great. Um, and then they drive that home every now and then. They're like, "Yeah, the Federacy's not the utopia we want you to believe. It's mm-hmm. it's still yeah, better." It's- it's better, but it's not great. It's still a country that's been fighting for the last nine, ten years. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but what was it? Uh, they're all hanging out again, and Karina comes back and is just like, okay, I think I'm done here. I, I've done what I, I, I've seen what I needed to see. And they all want to go back to fight. Mm-hmm. So the Prez says, fine, only if you guys go to officer school. <laughs> yeah, but Frederica yeah. has to say, oh, you, you, they were kept in a cage in the Republic, but now you want to keep them in a cage of pity? Yeah. And he's like, fine, officer school. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. occasionally has some lines and some moments that I do like, but overall, I just did not understand the inclusion of this character. Like, I don't know if they were trying to go, man, season one was heavy. Let's make it a little more lighthearted by adding this fun little, and they even call her a mascot. But it was just like such, it felt so out of place for me. Marcus, it's all about that merch. Merch, merch, merch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to sell those Frederica plushies. <laughs> yeah, the, the keychains and the whatever. Like, God. But then this is when yeah. she reveals that she's the uh, empress of the Giardian Empire and that she needs help in killing her knight that was taken uh, during the uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Curie. Kyrie, which we find out later, is also part of the Nozen clan. Although yep. they said not like a part of the main family or whatever, like not the full bloodline, but he was still a part of the clan. But they yeah, share they, bloodline. Yeah, they kept talking about that, but then didn't really explain what was significant about it outside of that they were like distantly related. So <laughs> I think that's that's why it explained, like, because at the end of season one, uh, he's like hanging out in his. Oh, hanging out. He's in his battered juggernaut. You know, they're all getting wiped out. And then he hears someone saying, I'll kill you, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. So I took that that nosing connection is why he was able to still hear him, even though they were still quite far away. Oh, so that gives them some sort of additional There's a little ability bit. to communicate through Shin's power. Yeah. Or not really communicate. Shin can hear. Here, his clan yeah. better. Mm-hmm. That that's how I took it because the clan's all psychic. Okay, vaguely. I could take that. I could take that. But, but yeah, considering it's something they brought up a few times, it didn't really seem to have all that much significance. It's not super I, I significant. I agree with you, Nick. I was kind of like, a, why are we doing this? It wasn't terribly significant. I agree. Um, but then the outro hits, and they're all suited up to go to the officer school, and Frederica's joining them. Mm-hmm. And that takes. She even gets a cute little mascot uniform too. Yay! Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but they they even say that it's like this is an old tradition and it's kind of wrong. Which yeah, what a weird fucking tradition. Like, yep, soldiers go out, take the little girl with you. Like, wh- who thought of this tradition? I think bad people. God, uh, Jesus well, Christ! Yeah. Um, but <laughs> episode fourteen. They're running around in their like clunky, uh, eight-legged or, or six-legged Vonnegonders. I think they're eight. They're like double people tanks. Yeah, two-person tanks. They're real slow. Shin uh, flexing on his <laughs> super piloting skills. <laughs> does a backflip. <laughs> Do a barrel roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that that part caught me a little bit. I know it was supposed to be like for dramatic effect and show how good he is. I just laughed. Like it, it was very humorous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then they are brought to the memorial that uh, the Federation created for them. They found Shin's um, uh, box full of uh, like name tags. 
uh, mm-hmm. Fido and the the juggernauts of the squad, and they kind of arranged the, them the around. Ones, yeah. Oh, I was very happy when Fido came back. That was a good moment. Oh man, I I I wish that we would have let us sit without Fido for a little bit longer at least. Because, like, like let's, let's say if you're watching episode or season one through two, just kind of like in you know a, a week or two, like kind of like Promised Neverland, uh, season two Whiplash, like like let the death sit for a little bit and have meaning, yeah, and not just it's rewind probab- it. <laughs> it probably hits for us because we haven't watched season one in a while now, and that's what I did on, on purpose. That's yeah. why I held off. Um. Because it would have been kind of whiplashy, jarry. It's like, oh, see, like episode ten, he's gone, and he's back in episode fourteen. Which also, I have a thing about Fido that I want to get into for the final episode. So just remind you're me, correct. I'm not going to remember. You are correct. Yes. What? There's <laughs> oh. there's there's a couple interesting hinty things that happen throughout the show that's never explained. And I think it goes back to a season. I a season. A theory I had from season one that I'm hoping is a thing. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll get. Oh, Nick, you, you were going to add. Oh, uh, whatever it was, I don't remember. <laughs> okay, were well, you doing all these there. crazy hand signs? I thought you were doing some Naruto jutsus. Uh, but yeah, episode fourteen. Um, so the the final number was five hundred and seventy five, dead ad- allies in in that little box, and we get. Uh, Frederica officially joining as the mascot, really fucking weird. Uh, and then, but then they show. Also, I just realized her name is basically just Federacy. Yeah, <laughs> that's. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, this is when they meet the uh, colonel that they uh, work under for the rest of the season. Yeah, the Spider Lady, Black Widow. She yeah. rules. Oh, she was great. She rules and she felt like she my favorite new character she took the place of milize for sure for Mm -hmm. them (laughs) but she was also kind of a cooler milize i hate to say it i probably just because she did she had some of that like ignorance going on but she just like reconciles with it quick and is like okay yeah i was being obtuse i need to fix that shit well she was an adult and she's been at this for a while Mm -hmm. um but now we got the new the new mechs which these are the ones that i put on back order (laughs) um a while back i try to i'm trying to get their whole squad i think that'd be really cool oh yeah yeah Um, but the the reagan leafs which are um they took a lot of the information that they learned from the juggernauts and uh just gave them a tech big old tech upgrade and also made them effective because a big thing about the juggernauts was like, they're meant for only offense. Like they're just meant to do damage. They don't care about protecting the pilot whatsoever. And so she's kind of like, we didn't want to do that. We want you guys to live. So they're not just going to be walking coffins. (laughs) They still call them aluminum coffins though. They still do, but their mobility is like 90% of their defense. Mm-hmm. But still, like, they tried to make them better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, it wasn't a, you're cannon fodder, here's a shitty gun from Vietnam, go shoot it, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, they also put significantly better weaponry on them, so they could actually be, yeah. uh, like, all right, 
we're going to be all offense, no defense, but we're going to be really effective at that offense. Yeah, and the, everybody um, had like kind of a specialization too, mm-hmm. which I yeah I yeah they got to play to their strengths. Uh, mm-hmm. But the uh, one of the things is that uh, just kind of showing the the power scaling a little bit. Before the juggernauts would struggle to take out a Loa in one shot, like Shin would have to maneuver to get to their like soft points, mm-hmm. and then now they're just one shotting them, no like hitting them from anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but we we get to see Eugene again because uh, he was in the training montage. <laughs> <laughs> but we get to see Shin uh, and Eugene interacting at the uh, like forward operating base. And um, they death flag him so fucking uh, hard. Yeah, season. they yeah. do. Like, He's like, let's take a picture. I, when I get on leave, it's like, God damn it, you're dead. <laughs> After this war is over. God damn it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I do. I still like the, uh, was it? Because uh, at the end of that interaction between Eugene and Shin, uh, Shin just like stops mid conversation, stands up, and is like, oh, it's go time. And then yeah. the alarms go off right after. But then fucking Eugene red flags because Eugene gets fucked the fucked up, bro. Holy. That whole scene was so, I think, really well done. Like, even though we knew this motherfucker wasn't going to make it, they still made it impactful, which I appreciated because his that scene, it was one of those things where it like went on for way too long, but not in a bad way where it was just like a, oh, no, 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 you're not getting a quick cut. This isn't just a ambiguous gunshot thing. Like, no, no, no. You guys are going to fucking live here for a minute. And I thought that was so, so good. So that was like a high point for me. Mm-hmm. That sounds so fucked up. <laughs> but it was Marcus likes those. Scene. Marcus likes those really uncomfortable scenes. <laughs> Man, I, I, if it's a show that's supposed to hurt me, fucking hurt me. I love good character drama. And, like, good, impactful, emotional scenes. And this was one for me. Yeah. Where it was, like, a kind of a train wreck where I want to look away, but I can't. And nothing good is happening right now, but it's so emotionally hard-hitting. I, This was a well, well, well done scene. When he, when he had to go get the, the picture, because that's, that's all Eugene could say, oh, is picture, man. picture. He had to go find his goddamn arm that was holding yeah. the locket. Bring it back over, cause, and then there's another shot later where you just see him like laying by on his, uh, like you can see his like profile, and then there's like a bush in the way, and there's just no legs, there's just ain't yeah. shit below. Uh, but then this uh, was a Marcel or Martel, Marcel, um, the red haired, uh, fiery character who doesn't like the eighty six. This there's this animosity with the eighty six that I don't completely understand. Um, that the soldiers I have, kind of get it. And I kind of don't. I think it's more of like a, because they say often that these kids are monsters. Mm-hmm. Because one, they see how effective they are on the battlefield. They see their blatant disregard for their own lives. And it's kind of just like a. They're not blatant. They, they don't want to die, but they've well, accepted. they don't want to die, they but they're it. risky as <laughs> yeah. fuck. Yeah, they're super reckless. And it's kind Shit of like especially. this. Do people like that belong? And the way. I think they think is like, do people like that belong in our country? These like war, they think they're like war happy. They're like, these guys revel in fucking killing and they're super duper good at it. And it's kind of like a, yes, they're effective, but 
at what cost yeah. and will they ever be able to fit in with us? And to be outsiders with that kind of already weird vibe going on, I think mm-hmm. is what drives it. Yeah. It kind of made sense. I thought they hammered on it a little, a little too much because it was, it, it was heavy handed. Yes. It I was, agree. it was not really a hugely important point to the season. It would have been kind of better there just for flavor of maybe showing it a character or two kind of uncomfortable with this rather than mm-hmm. it being kind of brought up maybe every episode or two. Like mm-hmm. It was. Uh, and then I think it was also this animosity that we see, Mostly, I think, showcased from Marcel, where it's kind of like gripping with who the 86 are, where it's like, a you're supposed to be good at war. Why are we losing kind of thing? And you're supposed to be so great at this. But why did Eugene die? And you guys don't have any regard for your life or you've accepted your death. Why isn't it you dying instead of the people with families Mm, that want to live? They do touch on that. I, I don't agree with it, but I get it. Like, I see what they were going for. But, yeah, I agree, Nick. They were a little heavy-handed with it for my taste, too. But uh, episode 15, uh, the big push that Shin talked about before he left San Magnolia was starting to happen. Uh, this mm-hmm. is, like, all, like, every theater of war, full-scale assault, the, everything's getting pushed. Uh, and then they, they cut in one of these bits where Shin is, like, I believe he was either it was piloting one of the, one of the Reagan Leafs, but it cuts to him shooting Eugene, and he was like wide eyed and clearly quite distressed while he shot him. But then it goes back to him mid battle, and he's just kind of like heavy lidded, barely like reacting to anything going on. He's just like on autopilot, mm-hmm. and he's got this like smirk on his face. Yeah, so he's in this like battle berserker, uh, like. Also ready to <laughs> die. <laughs> yeah, but ready to die. Like this, this, this like despair kind of. It's, I guess it, it's like, almost like him as a machine as well. Yeah, yeah Zen Berserker. Is that kind of the way to put it? Where he's like a trance, just murdering shit. <laughs> what was it? The, um, the first class. Like there's a there's a spot between rage and serenity that makes yeah. Magneto better. <laughs> they do this cool thing, um, and it reminded me a lot of in the Wheel of Time book series where most soldiers and fighters have this thing that they call the void, where it's like they kind of detach themselves from all emotion, detach themselves from all thought, and they become like these kind of perfect killing machines, where it's like their ferocity and their viciousness is so effective at killing on the battlefield, but they feel nothing. So it's not even like a, oh, they're really raging and killing right now. It's just, no, they've entered the void. They're not really themselves anymore. They are only their sword. The the Ron Which Hubbard dream. Me of that. Uh, but they they show that the the fighting's going on. The they under completely underestimated the numbers. They even rejected Shin's projections. I was gonna say it wasn't an underestimation. They just they just believed their own selves. Yeah, sure, sure, Shin sure. Told them it was gonna be a huge force, and they're like. Nah, our analysts don't think that, so you're fucking wrong. Sorry. Yeah. It's like, there's no way that's going to happen. So kind of more willful ignorance on their part. But then they um, show that the two other nations are in contact, and they've been fighting mm-hmm. the good fight this whole time, too. Yeah, because it was the uh, the alliance of Vald and... Oh, I'm forgetting the other people's name. But two Uni- other countries. I think there was like a United Kingdom in there. Something like that. Because I know it was, I know it was Vald or 
Wald, W-A-L-D. Yeah. I cannot remember the other country's name. But this is the episode where... Uh, United Kingdom of Roa Gracia? Is Roa that Gracia. Yeah, why, I couldn't you remember that. It's so easy. <laughs> I had just to look regular it up. ass yeah. name. Yeah. yeah, I remember. The, I remember they said UK because this is totally not Earth and totally not Europe. Slash, the Japanese are here too. Um, Wait, I thought we established that this was Earth. This is an alternate timeline for sure. But that motherfucker was reading all quiet on the west. Oh Western yeah, front. yeah, yeah. But this isn't like this isn't like our Earth. This is a fantasy fake Earth in the future. I, I think it's our Earth in the future. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's supposed to be like 120-something years from now. I just took this to be Earth. Because hmm. I thought I thought they were like hinting at it, but it like might not be. Like in season one where they find the Japanese textbooks, and then finally we see that he's reading All Quiet on the Western Front. And I'm like, oh, this yeah, is that's, our Yeah, that's definitely Earth. one of ours. But So I wonder what the maps will look like. Um, I'd never, like, they haven't shown a lot of grander scope maps yet mm-hmm. it's usually just like regional yeah very regional so you know m- maybe maybe I, I i'm not sure sure 100 percent. but um they show that uh the uh this is the episode with the line that the hallowed federacy aren't the saints that they think they are and the kids go to war they're in- mm-hmm. incredibly effective in their reagan leaves uh shin's pushing really hard everyone's starting to see it though like yeah. Frederica's trying to pull him back, but everyone else is, is radioing him in, in, and he's just not responding. Uh, at one, it was this the episode where somebody even just shoots at him at one point to kind of snap him out of it? Well, yeah, no, 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 no. That like happens. Screaming. That happens later. But this is okay. the episode where he gets like shot, and one of his panels blows up, and then as the glass shards are like floating oh, across, yeah. he gets cut, and then he's just still, he's still smirking. just still smirking and piloting and uh, going ham with his blades. And even at, like at the end of the fight, he stops and he puts like a finger up to his cut, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> oops!" Mm-hmm. But no, that happens uh, in the next couple episodes. Mm-hmm. But then they cut to uh, back to a little bit of Lena again. I totally agree that we wanted more of that, but oh, yeah, but she's been sure. prepping. And yeah, and this is the little snippet we get of shit going down in the Republic before we lose. Communication with them entirely until episode twenty-two. Yep. Well, yeah, because we see that they're in the um, the like headquarters building. It's those same three officers drunk off their ass again. Yep. People are still kind of shitting on her for being who she is. Um, and I think this is also the episode where she like goes to talk to the commander, and he's episode like, sixteen. Up. That's right. That's oh, that the, was sixteen. That's the second half of sixteen for sure. My bad. No, oh, that's up. okay. That's okay. Uh, but episode 16, um, so the episode 16 is where oh, we... sorry. Something we did forget about 15, though, mm. is we get a little more of the Frederica backstory, where oh, yeah. Ernst was able to save her in the height of the rebellion, and he faked her death. And that's when Kyria, Kiri, whatever you want to call him, her knight was just like, a, ah, fucked up. All right, we're done, I guess. And he kind of just gives up, and that's when the Legion gets him. Yep. Yeah, that's when they take him. Uh, but sixteen. So this is one of the one of two mysteries that they never really touch on. So it starts off and it cuts to like back to when the legions first started mobilizing their f- big assault, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and it says no face. And it's like no face to like wide area network, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's moving out, etc. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the voice actor for no face, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but he's the same voice actor as Vladelina's dad. I th- thought that was intentional. So I thought that was I- intentional. But maybe they just reused them. But it's the same motherfucking voice actor. Mm-hmm. So well, I'm because stoked for that. <laughs> this also might be me overthinking it because we know Vladelina's dad got taken. Do do we did we did? Yeah, I've seen this show. Well, he 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 died. We know he dies. He dies. But... He gets shot up for sure. But I didn't. But I I thought we assume I. Th- I thought it was always the assumption that if the head is intact, they're taking him. Mm-hmm. So I, ju- I just accepted that. Yeah, honestly. but they didn't, like, show a headless body, you know. They didn't show a headless body, but I figured, I honestly thought, oh, we heard the voice. Oh, he did get taken. I thought that was the confirmation. Oh. Well, I took that as, who knows, and then now the voice actor thing is, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. That could also be me reading into it because it's very often that voice actors will voice multiple. Yeah, 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 for show. sure. So that could just be me reading into it, but my head canon was that's, that. Uh, oh, this is confirmed. That's definitely my tinfoil hat theory, and probably one of the big hooks for the next <laughs> arc is. I mean, that certainly would bring things full circle. Yeah, then, that would be sick. Yeah, I would be like, way be, way into that. And if that was an accident, Asato, Asato, if you're listening, I know you're not. But that's that's where it should go. Also, isn't it way past that point? Probably now in the post. <laughs> oh, probably. Oh, probably. I don't know. I don't want to. I'm torn now because I want to see what they do with the anime because I I like watching it fresh the whole time. But man, I really want to know what the hell goes on <laughs> after this because yeah. there's no current plans that I know of of season three. Or I think that's being worked three. on, but I don't know when it's coming. Um. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's. There's literally eight more light novels that haven't been covered by the anime oh. that are out. <laughs> so probably well past that at this point. Yeah, there might be wizards by then with how everything's getting more supernatural <laughs> as they go. Um, oh, Jesus but any, anywho, uh, Shin has to wake up Raiden uh, in um, the rudest way, one of the rudest ways possible. He just takes the pillow and whips it out from under his head. And says, wake up after. <laughs> says, wake up after. He's like, why don't you just say, wake up? That would have taken too long. <laughs> what the hell is this exchange then? Um, yeah. But then he goes. Why use many word when few word do trick? And then he goes and uh, wakes up the whole base by holding, like I guess, like the watch commander uh, to gunpoint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the the whole base gets fired up. And the, um, but then Shin sees this uh, cute little letter sitting in his uh, Reagan leaf oh, before he man, ships I, out. I loved this bit. So in this part, he only like grabs it, and then you see an outside shot of him looking at it, opening it up, and and then doing that creepy grin again. And, and it's then, also a very cutesy letter. Like mm-hmm. it's got like the whale sticker holding it together. Like this looks like a cutesy like little kid letter. Yeah, and uh, but then this is the big. Uh, we get to see a lot more of the fights. While like season one were like snapshots of the fights, I still liked it. I would have liked more, but it feels like season two they get to spend more time actually watching them do stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, the Reagan Leifs are pretty. I, I like their design a lot. They're bigger than the Juggernauts, but they uh, and they're a lot more high tech. People are getting specialized ones, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, this to me felt like. Please forgive the analogy. This felt like my end of Evangelion. This season did, where it was like a we had a season one that was like very character driven, very emotional. Like yes, there was action, but it wasn't the focus. This season felt like it was like oh, welcome to the action time. Mm-hmm. You guys complained that there wasn't action. I'm gonna throw a lot at. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this one was nearly as bitter as Evan end of Evangelion. Oh, it, was, it wasn't as bitter, <laughs> but to me, it felt like that where it's like. Jesus Christ, you guys want some fucking action? Here, here's your fucking action. Are you happy? Yeah. Like, But this is where it cuts to the Republican front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know why, but Republican front just really got me. Yeah, the Republican front. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, the Republican front's getting fucked. Uh, <laughs> was a Blackbird, some other commander, some other 86 squad has the, mm-hmm. the plunge to... Um, blow up the yeah, bridge on the bridge or whatever and yeah. then he says you get what you deserve <laughs> and then plunges oh, it man. i was like yeah that's good <laughs> that, that was fucking sweet that was some joker-esque shit there yeah. you get what you fucking deserve man, I, 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 I wish that the english va would have said that uh i mean that, it was pretty memey but uh but him i lost it yeah but uh and but you still see the Alba like Grand Muir's uh, fallen bridges out. Everyone's getting fucked, and then the the Alba are still like, "Hey, you guys doing July Fourth? Let's do that." Yeah. <laughs> I think that I think I chalked that up to like their own arrogance. Oh yeah, where it's kind of like a we're untouchable. Like yeah, this bad shit's happening, but it's gonna fucking work out. Like mm-hmm. their own arrogance leading to ignorance. So, but. Uh, uh, Vlad Elena's do, w- going back to the headquarters, walking around. They see the cut of the Grand Muir falling, which is the the, the wall that was built. Mm-hmm. Grand Muir fall or fell, and <laughs> she gets confronted by her uncle, who's now general. Yeah, and he says a line: "The, the people of the Republic would be better off dead than let eighty six into District One." Uh, and it, he's back with his like coldly evil logic of what? What the hell do you think they're gonna do to us once we let them in? Like they have no use. Yeah. They have no use for uh, useless citizens that just complain. I was like, God damn! <laughs> I like his character, but he's like, a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, that's also the one where it's like you know your downfall is coming. You know you deserve it, and you know it's not gonna be nice. Where it's like a uh, have you seen how we treated them? We're not just gonna like go from, oh, you can't live here too. Hey, we're neighbors again. Yeah. It's gonna be fucking awful for us. Yeah. Like, and we kind of deserve, not kind of, we definitely deserve it. Oh, yeah. Uh, he even says something like, if we're lucky, they'll just kill us. Yeah. Uh, he, he's so jaded. He's, he's been so jaded. I love his character for how being like comically jaded he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then. He's like, all right, like, niece, I guess I'll see it. I guess I'll help you see this through. I think you should fall because you're, you know, there's too much hope and hope, you know, ideals and shit. 
Uh, and he says, "I'm gonna, hope sickens me. Hope sickens me." <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's this like re- reluctance to own what they've done and make a change. Like the the friend mm-hmm. just would double down. Like she didn't really believe she wasn't really drinking the Kool Aid, but her guilt. She's like, "Nope, everyone's got to drink the Kool Aid." If I kind of accidentally did, and that's what a lot of the Alba are doing because they're all complicit and guilty. So they're like, "Nope." Admitting that we did something wrong is bad. So we're just going to double down on doing the bad stuff. Uh, Do you mean all of U.S. history? I don't understand. Yeah. So there's another bit later that I'm going to go on maybe a teeny rant on. Um, But but he says, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Or the point I think you're about to get to, the jaded uncles, like, your dreams need to, like, smash and die was so weird and fucked up of like you actually want to do something positive but i that i need to tell you that they're going to fail and it's going to be destroyed but i'm going to let that happen it's yeah like, yeah but he says that was a weird moment i can buy you time if nothing else and then he gives her a tiny smile and walks away so with i a, with a big ass automatic i was gonna weapon. say strapped up too <laughs> oh like, yeah because no, he knows what's coming he knows like, he knows um i think this I think Vladimir Milze is one of my f- favorite female characters in anime, just because we saw her idealistic, naive version, and now she's just like, I'm going to take what I fucking need to get the job done, and I don't care. Yeah. Uh, and it's... I, I, her uncle well, still thinks she's naive. Yeah. Well, and she also has that exchange where uh, he's like, you're being kind of a piece of shit officer right now. And she's like, yeah, but has leadership doesn't that reflect on you motherfucker that was her new uh co oh that was, there was like okay. there's a slimy rat man who uh became her new co because he he was a colonel i thought at the beginning of this mm-hmm. now he's a general he's he's up the chain she, i think she's gotten a promotion at this point as well no she got demoted she got oh demoted. no she got demoted to uh captain because she was yeah. major and uh but now she's but yeah she she basically said, you need me to succeed and keep the highest efficiency rate so you get promoted. So you better shut the fuck up and f- fill out your paperwork. <laughs> yeah, do your paperwork. I, I'm insubordinate, but God damn it, do I get results. Do something about it. Yeah, yeah. corporate America, take a, take a hit. The, the, the employees have the power. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, but then she pops on her, uh, she upgrades her Beyblade neck piece. Uh <laughs> And connects to all active processors, and they're mm-hmm. executing the plan to save the fucking District 1, for better or for worse. Yeah. And and it's basically, I'm going to be the general of everything. <laughs> yeah. She even says later on, it's like, I'm the supreme commander of the defense. Yeah. Like, nope, this is me. And then, like, it's not like anyone else is going to be able to actually do anything effective to stop her. Because they're all See, just wasted. That's how you give yourself a promotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just gotta take it. Yeah, just take it. That, that's that's what I'll do. But then on the opposite end of things, on the other side of the world, we see Shin fighting again, and like we see Frederica, like kind of doing that, like looking through his eyes thing, and Shin is like doing his weird berserker thing and like happy about it. So Frederica is kind of seeing like this same descent into madness mm-hmm. that she kind of witnessed uh, Kyria going through. 
And so she's like super duper concerned and like kind of confronts Shin about this. Like, tries hey, to. <laughs> oh yeah, tries to. Like, hey dude, you're going down a you're going down a path that I can't follow, Anakin. But him like going through the like we are seeing him start to crack. Yeah. Well the end when of he's always been this kind of like stoic hero from the jump. Mm-hmm. Episode 16, um, after the outro, this ends with the crew plus Frederica hanging out in a building just talking about, you know, what's happening with the defense and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then we get another uh, Shin connecting with Kyrie and just you hear an I'll kill you. And she, she sees it too, uh, or she gets mm-hmm. some sort of inkling of it. And then he goes and jumps and tries to protect Frederica as their fucking base gets leveled. And then in episode seventeen, yeah, yeah, that was definitely the big. I think the biggest outro of the season was that crazy explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eight, episode seventeen, um, we get also the uh, some more shots of the defense of the Republic. It looks fucking dire, like there because they showed this um, large street like multi-lane massive street with trolleys and shit that led all the way to the capitol building very i I felt it was very evocative of like world war ii berlin well that's also the main street we always see whenever milizay was on her way to Mm -hmm. work constantly and then now it's full of legion and they're fighting from the rooftops they're getting smoked uh then there's this scene where you see a marching uh, legion marching through the street, and then there's a billboard that says "86, stay away." Yeah, oh, God. I was like, "Oh man, if we're gonna die, we're gonna die the way we lived." White, mad, fucking racist. <laughs> White <laughs> as hell. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but yeah, in this we find out what blew up the base, like, and we also find out that it was like multiple forward operating bases. That got just yeah, a couple hours between each up. big shot. Mm-hmm. Well, they said it was fi- it was two shots, a fifteen hour break, and then two more shots, right? Yeah. And so this was the first season one. They would randomly get hit with massive artillery, and yeah. this it was this the whole time, uh, doing smaller shots, uh, eerily accurate, but whatever. Because um, there was an an episode in season one where like. It was an outro bit, and it was like three of them get smoked. Just boom, 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 real mm-hmm. fast. And then during their uh, long-range recon mission, they got hit. But yeah, they determined that what the bombardment was, was basically the Legion have a giant fucking railgun now that they nickname or codename, whatever you want to call it, Morpho? Mm-hmm. Which is a weird name for a railgun. I thought so too. I that was another one where I was like, "Is there a, a meaning behind this, or am I just like looking for meaning in nothing?" Yeah, you think a morpho should be something that transforms somehow. <laughs> yeah, yes, very <laughs> um, much. So. I I did like that the uh, Federacy, the like blueprint version of what they thought it looked like, uh, whenever mm-hmm. they were kind of talking about it in the intel brief, looked almost exactly like this German super weapon that they were making. Because the Germans loved their super weapons. They thought there would be this yeah. big, like, war-defining cataclysmic weapons. Uh, and they, well, yeah, had, they wanted something crazy that they could shoot from Berlin and blow mm-hmm. up fucking London. Like Paris and London. <laughs> is what yeah. they were trying to build. Yeah. And, and that's it, effectively what this thing is. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then, I mean, all their all their Legion stuff, they're very German-inspired uh, names. Mm-hmm. 
or just yeah. German words. Uh, and uh, oh, oh, my notes scrolled too far. Oh. But yeah, Shin and crew survive the bombardment because obviously they do. Um, we also find out, like I said, that a bunch of the bases, like four of the forward mm-hmm. operating bases, got fucked up. However, during our kind of retaliation, I say our, I'm no part of this, the humans were able to damage the Morpho with, I want to say it was a cruise missile. They, they launched every cruise missile they could get their hands on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically every cruise missile in range they shot at it. Mm-hmm. And so they did manage to, like, they disabled it, it temporarily. Damage. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the other countries are working together. The, although one line that's interesting, I forgot it was like one of the UK people. They said that they uh, they have autonomous units as well. So I wonder if that's the same as what the Republic had. Uh, yeah. But they've said it every now and then. It's like, oh, our, we've sent our autonomous units in there. And you know they don't have the payload to do anything to it. But they were able to scout right. it out. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they made it sound more like they were autonomous drones, almost. Yeah, though, was the implication I got. That's what I was hoping. Well, that's the implication that most of the Alba get too. True, you're right. Yeah, so, so I think that's that, kind that of that is up in the, the message we're getting. But mm-hmm. I didn't see anything else to make oh, it sure. seem like that was what exactly was going on. But you're right; we could get that revealed later. Yeah, it's definitely one of those lines that we can either like that can very much easily be accepted at face value or be like yeah. overthought to death and like we could really try to read into it. But but at this point it's impossible to tell. So. And then this episode we get to meet the uh like smarmy, slimy uh chief of staff guy uh, who yeah. looks like he might be a nose in clan too, just dark hair uh mm-hmm. in a bob cut. He even says like everyone is too valuable to replace. For better or for worse, as he's talking to the eighty six. Yeah. Um, and then, but the crew's getting back together because prior to this, they'd been spread out amongst the different group, uh, different platoons, um, mm-hmm. operating independently, ostensibly to. Uh, well, no, t- they, they'd already gotten be- back together just before this mm-hmm. point for the initial invasion. So they'd ar- oh, right, they'd right, already right. had one fight to get back together. Uh, but Corinna says, oh, I, I don't have a problem getting looked at like that because she was being very loud uh, at the, in the mess hall. Yeah, in the, in the dining yeah. hall. Yeah. And uh, uh, Raiden's like, keep it down. She's like, I, I've been looked at like this all my fucking life. Yeah. What do I fucking care? Like, and not a direct quote, but you know, what there's I mean. a bit where Shin's getting static. And every now and then, because uh, like the first season, they played with the uh, Pararaid static. Uh, before they revealed the, they could hear the voices because you could hear little bits of it in the episodes leading up to that. And every now and then we get to hear Millie's voice, tiny staticky little bits coming through the parade. And there was a bit where Shin's starting to really fall into the rabbit hole, and then this pulls him out a little bit. He hears, um, "I won't forget" is the line. Um, he gets to hear that, uh, but now they're like, "Okay, well, we need to wipe out this morpho, so we're gonna, we're going to create a new group. They're going to go out and take out the, this morpho. It's the tip of the spear, spearhead." <laughs> and I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> well, they did it!" Oh man, we're gonna, it's, <laughs> they bring me out and they bring me right back. You son of yeah. a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I try to leave and they just keep pulling me back. But um, 
So yeah, they're basically they're gonna send them on this deep strike mission to go in and fuck this thing up while it's being repaired. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, we were able to disable the railgun, the morpho. Uh, we gotta hit it while it's down. Like we've we're on a time short time frame here, and uh, the lieutenant is fucking mad about this because she's like, why are we sending these fucking kids? on what we know is a suicide mission. But everyone else is kind of like, because they're the ones that can fucking do it. Like, everyone else sucks. They have the highest chance they're of doing very, it. They're very, very good. Like, if anyone has a shot at accomplishing this, it's these kids. Even the, like, uh, Federacy second-in-command, like, guy that's in their crew is like, hmm. I would feel weird if I went to, like, to do this with you because my kids and, like, my family's kids are your age. This is This is yeah. wrong. And he, he has a line where he's like, I know you're not going to, but I hope you say no. I want you to say no. Because, and like going into that line where he says, I cannot accept that kids, my kid's age or the age of my friend's kids are going on a suicide mission in a war that he says is not theirs. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting because... Yes, it is everybody's war because it really is humanity versus the Terminators. But I think it's interesting that he says not their war because of the biases he has as a Federacy member and these kids being 86 from San Magnolia. So it's like a showing that he still hasn't accepted them. These damn foreigners aren't going to fight my war. Basically. So it's like he's saying the right things for the wrong reasons kind of <laughs> like a yes kids shouldn't fight but definitely fucking foreigner kids should but then fight. Th- they tell the crew you're going in they're like yeah yeah we're that's the right choice that's we're the right pick for it we know <laughs> they, they spent so much time hand-wringing this episode but there is zero alternative plans ever even proposed or considered. No, they, yeah. They like, have no other ideas or options. Like, this is literally plan A and we have no plan B. <laughs> so, I mean, they kind of walk for through. all the hand wringing and waffling that they do this episode. It's like, this is what's going to happen. They never even presented well, they, they were going to send in yeah. the, the rest of the squad that wasn't 86 to do the mission. Mm-hmm. But then the 86 were like, no, we're, we're the best to go, regardless. Yeah. Um, but then, but we also find out this episode that the letter that Shin got was from Eugene's little sister, basically like, "Why the fuck did you kill my brother?" <laughs> yeah, bring him back, give him back. Yeah, I'm like, woo. <laughs> and Shin just having and then to it does deal the with flashback it. of him opening the letter, the Reagan Leaf cockpit closing, and from uh, Raiden's POV, seeing Shin like as the cockpit is closing, get this little smirk while he's reading this letter. And up until then, we didn't know what the letter said. Mm-hmm. But, man, another another moment where I was like, fuck, that's good. That is so, that's that's some good fucking tasty drama. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, like, he, in his little inner monologue, she's out there, like, screaming at him. <laughs> Bring my brother back. Why did you take him from me? And he's just got that little fucking wild maniac smirk going on, like, Loved that. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a piece of shit. I don't deserve to live. <laughs> um, but then uh, at the end of this episode, they cut to 
the, I'm sorry. I just also thought of the like, yeah, I'm a piece of shit, and immediately Radiohead played in my head, like, I'm a creep. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a weirdo, and how much white people lose their mind for that song. I'm a white people, and um, <laughs> the the uh, it cuts to the uh, San Magnolia Republic during the daytime. Um, it shows the District One, and it's. Uh-huh. A shit show. Everything's fucked. And they just show 86 just with their guns just laying in the field in front of the Capitol building, too. Like, everything's gone. And I took that as we're led to believe that the Republic fell completely. Oh, yeah. That's how I took that as well. But uh, that leads to episode 18. There, the the president's talking to one of his top generals. You're like, hey, is this a this not this isn't a year late attempt at disinfecting you know the issue that is the '86. He's like, because he was one of the early ones that said, no, we need to kill, we need to wipe him out. Yeah, and that guy's like, yeah, I know I said that, but listen, this isn't a racist thing anymore. Now I'm just right. <laughs> <laughs> And then, so so the president, because he was obviously in the military previously, and potentially a higher up, and so it's interesting how there's that friction between him and the military the whole time. Uh, I, I did I did like that. He did. He just keeps saying his wild shit every now and then. He's just like, Haha, we got to save those children, or I kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really, I will bring them back to this country, even if the country is only smoke and ash. Like, dude. Yeah, he says that a little bit uh, later. Sir, chill. Yeah, and he and he also flexes like the fact that I'm the I am the leader of the military as the president. So I'm gonna flex on that a little yeah. bit from time yeah. to time. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, he checks in with the squad before they head out on the mission. Uh, he's like, hey, it's the president here. And then Ryden just says, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, what? You don't talk to me like that. I'm the supreme commander of this. Because he's been, he's leading this multinational defense and counterattack. Mm-hmm. But he tells them, you know, you all have to come back. That's right. Come back to us no matter what. And then that's when he says, or I swear I'm going to burn this world down till it's smoke and ash. The Japanese yeah. line is very similar, too. This and is I also where we get... Or, oh, go ahead. This is also a spot where I think the implication is that they lie to the five at, oh, we're going to do like a fake attack and then withdraw, but then they don't actually withdraw and they're actually like stuck in with the Legion as they go in and try to kill kill this thing, the Morpho. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so I thought that was interesting that with the kids not want that type of mission kind of thing. Like they they wouldn't want to go on a mission where the other people just dig in and fight? I think it's implied that way because the kids, like the five, they think that their lives are the ones that are to be sacrificed Mm -hmm. and no one else. And that's part of why they're fighting on this mission is because they think, we're the only ones that can do it. We're going to spare everyone else from sacrificing themselves. If you guys dig in, you're just going to sacrifice yourself. So what's the fucking point? But they do. Um, there's a quick montage of this funny ground effect wing, flying wing Bro, airplane. This plane was the dumbest fucking thing. 
What physicist on mushrooms came up with this fucking thing? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so the Noxerer. It's the biggest fucking plane in the world, but it can only hover. Like it- So ground effect is a, a real thing that they tried to use. Um kind of same thing for lifting bodies. That's still a thing that they try to use and you know, it's got its supercritical airfoils and stuff, so it's made to be like a high weight, you know, airplane, but using the ground effect, there's a reason why we stopped doing that. Yeah, uh, but well, yeah, whatever. It's 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 a thing, but it, we've never been able to do it there, <laughs> for reasons. Also, their logic for it, where it's like, well, we can't use a regular plane because they'll be able to shoot it down. We'll use this plane that just hovers only a few meters above the ground, and it's below radar. I get the below radar part, but if you're worried about anti-aircraft, like flak cannons and shit like that. Now the regular people can just shoot it. Yeah, they can just see you and be like, oh, shoot that fucking thing. Shoot that huge fucking thing. Like, If you're that close to the ground, though, the number, like, you really reduce who can see you and who can get an angle on you to fire. I get that, but then any ground unit can shoot you. Oh, sure, but that's what they're saying. Not just anti-aircraft. Right, but, like, once she gets high enough, all the ground units in the area start firing on her. Yeah, but I mean, I just, I, it seemed silly to me. Yeah, I thought they were going to go into this hangar and it was going to be like, this is something we've only just prototyped, but like we have a stealth unit or something. Like that's what I was expecting. Yeah. And now it's just this fucking psychotic, we're going to fly five meters over the ground, <laughs> batshit insanity. Uh, it's, we're flying one of those giant fortresses from like Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind <laughs> or like Laputa. Just hovering it though, we're just a couple meters. Like you, could, you could from the ground jump up and touch it. Like, uh, I, 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 I disagree. The, the being that close to the ground totally reduces the amount of like <laughs> return fire that you can get. That that's one hundred percent a thing. And okay, but if they have high ground, not really. And yes, it's one hundred percent a thing to fly under the radar, like quite literally. But their logic of why they were using it that way does not make sense to me. Because also you don't use that type of, like, aircraft to deliver tanks to a battlefield. or Oh, sure. Deliver, that... And that's their whole purpose here, is to deliver the Reagan Leafs to the theater. And so, like, it, the logic did not make sense to me. Also, I'm sorry, that thing looked awful. It didn't look very good. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. They, they took like a B2 and then made it fat. Yeah. But then also just like eliminated what a B2 is used for. Yeah, bombing. Bob, yeah, this is the transport version of the B2. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the whole point of a B2 is it's just, oh, it's stealth. And they were like, no, this thing's not stealth. It's just, we're just going to fly real low and hope they don't see us. I mean, it's probably and also stealth. Kind of it. Uh, flying wings are... Or, you know, the, the flying wing bodies are naturally stealthy. But I mean, like, from a radar standpoint. Right. But anywho, so. anywho, we're talking about the goddamn airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was fine. Ground effect is, there's a reason why we don't do it. But, mm-hmm. but I appreciate that the lieutenant colonel is like, well, I was the test pilot for it. There's no one else qualified. I'm going. Yeah. So she commits to it which you know it's it's nice when your boss is ready to back you up on on well, shit well no she confirms that she was the only 
living test pilot that's still around. So she's the only mm-hmm. person who's ever flown the thing mm-hmm. still there. Like, period. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She's like, I got to go. And all the other pilots got taken out early during the war. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they're flying five meters above the fucking ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm a big sucker for this, like, hot drop, like, ODST style. We're just going to drop you in to shit. Uh, in, in, mm-hmm. into the mix uh, so uh, there's more they're, they're flying in they're hearing the radio of everyone digging in and fighting for the 86 to be able to complete their mission uh, but there's more Legion in the way so she's like I'm gonna have to drop you and then I'm gonna have to fly off drops them off looks like she gets shot down well cause they also hear on the radio her like scream mm-hmm. And this kind of starts a point where I start having some issues because it seems like plot armor comes really heavy in these last few episodes. I don't disagree. Yeah. yeah. Like more, they, they've set up how deadly everything is with the, you know, just even prior to this point, every, you know, people are going to die um, or get, at least get injured. But then like Lieutenant Colonel probably should have not made it back. And like the whole squad gets gets out. But anywho, but I, I agree. I, I totally agree. Um, but this is the point where the president's talking to his 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 folks in their like little command center, uh, and they talk about like, oh, it's like, oh, this was a suicide mission. He's like, no, 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 we're gonna try and get him out. And he's like, that's that's abhorrent conduct, which is beneath humanity to do. And he says, I must ask in all seriousness and anger. <laughs> That we're, we're not going to do that. And then the Federacy has higher ideals to uphold. Uh, even if we entertain forsaking them, uh, well, then we would be better off destroyed. It would be our own fault after all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, God, he got no chill. Yeah, this dude is very much like a John Brown idealist type of life. <laughs> oh, yeah. He said, you have- I will bring our ideals with violence if I must. <laughs> yeah. That, that reminds me of the, the Futurama. <laughs> The bender when he joins the like robots, he's like, "We will teach them our peaceful ways by force." <laughs> or uh, yep, exactly. peacemaker, and he's like, "I love freedom, even if it takes me killing all the men, the women, and the children." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, yeah, but he says that line that Nick mentioned: "Yeah, you elected me as your president. Now you must live with the consequences." And I'm a t- <laughs> and I'm a- and I maintain that you must die here with my ideals. He just he just says it. Yeah. Yeah, he just casually mentions just burning everything to the ground like every yeah. other episode. Yeah, he's he's ready. Yeah. Um, but they, but yeah, as they're like getting closer, uh, we also Shin starts to hear some some fucking voices, and oh boy, gets his like weird little smirk again as they're heading towards the uh, towards the morpho. Yeah, they even say like, "Hey, it feels like they're leading us somewhere. Like this is too easy." Yeah. They get to the morpho. It gets back up, does some posturing, and uh, was it was it Frederica or Shin? But someone clues him in that this isn't the real one. I think it's Frederica. Frederica. Uh, well, that happens. Well, that happens a bit later. Well, no, it was the one they hit, but then they figured out there was a backup. There's a, unit there's a backup. Yeah, that they were able to like instant transfer to. Doesn't this happen way later? No. No, that's this episode. Yep. Really? Yep. Yeah. This is when they first fight the Morpho is when they, the transfer happens. We haven't even gotten to them dropping yet. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I talked about the hot drop stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about the hot drop. And then they fight like, they fight their way in and stuff, which is kind of inconsequential. Did you just like disassociate for the last then, five minutes? Yeah, they, we, we talked about the hot drop. We talked about them <laughs> saying, oh, it feels like they're leading us in, you know, leading us in. This is yeah, too easy. A, ignore me. Ignore me. Right? Ignore That's me. the sequence. My timeline is fucked. Uh, My timeline is fucked. But yes, there's another Morpho that's active, fully ready to go, crouched on what looks like the uh, uh, looks like a power station relay, uh, you know, large metal thing that just toppled over and just is perched on, and fires a big old fuck off shot <laughs> at where they're at. Uh, Shin is able to get him to back out in time, and well, because he knows the shot's coming. Mm-hmm. And so he tells them, like, oh, we got to pull out now. And Raiden's kind of like, why? What's up? And he's like, I'll fucking tell you later. Let's go. And they begin to assault the second Morpho. Looks, they all magically survived, which, again, eh. <laughs> Oh, man. But they, they fight. Yeah. And then there's this shot where, like, Shin, like, jumps up into one of those uh, power relay stations and has, like, the pile pile drivers out or whatever, the, the pile bunkers in there, uh, like very spiderish, very spiderish, and like menacing and uh, poised up there, just like looking at him. But then this is when we start finding out that they officially are looking to get Shin because they they gave him a name. Everyone else's enemy one, two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. Shin is full on labeled as uh, they call him Belager, mm-hmm. and they're like, nope, we can't kill him. We need to capture him, which is kind of spooky. Yeah, that's I just. Did lo- I was gonna say that's just not any brain. That's a special brain. We want yeah. that brain. Well, that one's been wiping say, us the I fuck did out. I like that we're getting that they have like kind of a command system mm-hmm. and motives, as opposed to just like robots wiping out humanity. Mm-hmm. Like there is a motive here, which I think is very interesting, and I liked quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out evil uh, that that evil intel man, chief of staff, talking to the lieutenant colonel at one point during this, calls her. Uh, he's like, "Oh, the Black Widow," and she's like, "Yeah, you're the one who gave me that fucking name, you dick, because my husband died, <laughs> like on also, the day of their wedding or some shit." She calls him a name. That's such an awful nickname. She was like, "The murderous, killing, praying mantis." Oh, the like, praying that's mantis, a bad name. yeah. But in the English dub, it's like the murderous killing praying mantis. And I'm like, just say praying mantis. Like, you, stop this. Yeah. You're putting too many adjectives on a nickname. Nicknames are supposed to be short. Yeah. Um, but they all retreat. This is the one where um, Karina has to shoot to stop Shin because he's just charging in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Morpho, same thing. He gets, he has to get reined back in. And then they all kind of retreat and regroup both sides. And we get a bit of a Which, montage of them camping and stuff after that, trying to chase it down. I was after say, the, after I, they find Frederica in the in Fido. <laughs> I will say I love before the Frederica finding Fido thing, or finding Frederica and Fido thing, the moment with No Face being ordered to withdraw and him like losing it, and oh, then it the it like pixelates and then it just cuts to a just blank slate stoic face. I don't know why I loved that. That was so creepy to me in such an effective way that, like, that literal flipping a switch on, I'm going to say emotions, because I don't know how you want to categorize it for a robot thing. But, like, that flipping the switch on the emotions I thought was very, very cool. Yeah. 
What was Kyria's name? Because No Face was the commander. No Face was the commander. Kyria's was a uh, pale rider. That's right, pale rider. Oh, I was mixing them up. Yeah, okay. No Face was the overarching commander of the theater, and then he was one of the like he's like Who we ultra don't ever see his ultra face. fancy shepherds. <laughs> okay. And because yeah, there's the black sheep. I was sheep mixing the them shepherds. up. I thought I thought No Face was Kyria and Pale oh. Rider was nope. the other one. So that's my. Uh, but during their little campout, <laughs> Shin, you know, they, they find Frederica stowed away on Fido. Shin gives Frederica the gun, the the Reaper gun, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, if we get separated, and you can't make your way back. End it on your own terms. You know how to use this, right? <laughs> Tell, telling a child that, <laughs> damn. And her pushback was, "It's too heavy." <laughs> Yeah, it's too heavy. I'll give it back. Um, but not that I won't kill myself. It's it's too heavy. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a smaller gun? Uh, episode 20, we get to Raiden confronting Shin. Finally, someone's just straight up telling Shin, like, what the fuck? And Raiden's yeah. his oldest friend other than Fido. Well, that's another story. Um <laughs> But yeah, he's like, what's gotten into you? You're such a mess. Back to the same old you. Uh, why did you kill your brother? Like, what was the point? Was it just to survive or just to kill him? Were you trying to you know, keep going? So mm-hmm. they're going back and forth. Raiden's really confronting him finally. Um, then they show. Well, and says that he's also putting them all at risk. Yeah. Yeah. Raiden's like, I just don't want to die. That's that's a good enough ass reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then it shows Karina being held back because she wants to go and join with this. Uh, join the conversation. Join the conversation. Like, no, you just, you just fuck it up. And She's, even laughing, Fox is like, I think sometimes they forget that I'm one of the guys. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought, was, I thought was a really funny line because he is always like kind of like pushed off to the side yeah. to be with the other two. And just that line of them acknowledging it, I thought was just gold. Yeah, but Shin totally lost all of his self-preservation after killing his brother because they point out like uh, when they were doing their last recon mission that he was like, hey, I want to switch. I'm getting bored. And then he switches to the Juggernaut and then tries to separate him off to go off and kill himself, basically. And like causes the rock slide. Yeah, Yeah. so he's, like, he's, yeah. it's like him doing this For the shit end of again. season one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, but he wouldn't have done that before Ray. Like, so he lost all of his reason to just keep staying alive. He lost a lot of character progression at shows. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm done. Like I have he, no purpose anymore. Yeah, I achieved the goal. Who cares? And he even has that line uh, where he says, well, what is a person without goals or dreams? That's not a person that's alive anymore. There's no point in living at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This episode, he full on says, like, I'm dead inside. I'm incapable of mm-hmm. wanting. Yeah, um, people keep asking me what I want, and I have no idea. Yeah, because they cut to them standing in front of a, f- a field and them just talking about what they want to do, and then him like trying to come up with an answer and just staying quiet. Yeah. And uh, point of order in the English dub, he doesn't say "I have no idea." He just says "I have no answer for them," mm-hmm. which I thought was an interesting translation change because, to me at least, that does change the meaning a bit. Because, like, having no idea could be, like, a, I'm still searching for it, but I haven't come up with it yet. Having no answer could just be, like, a, I got nothing to tell you that I have nothing. This is, my conclusion is I have, is I have I'm nothing. I'm not even searching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was an interesting translation change. He even says, sadly, uh, we that, survived. I don't know if it was intentional or not. He even says, so, sadly, we survived. 
our recon mission. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah. Jesus. Um, but then Frederica talks about her her issues as well. Like, her only goal is Kyrie and wrapping up that part of her life. And then she just she says the lines, like, just by being alive, I could start a war. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of weight. And then she doesn't know what she's going to do after. And especially now that she's seeing Shin being aimless and suicidal, basically. Um, she's like, I'm going to do that's that. That's, that's all that's left for me after this, once I get my thing done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, that takes us right into episode 21 and they're on their final <laughs> day of supplies to push to the, uh, Morpho. What's up? <laughs> yep. Which I Mostly- joke or jokingly said in the chat, this felt more like the finale. <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> so genuinely been earlier. Stop. To everyone else, to the rest of the audience, in the group chat, we, like, talk about, like, how close we are to done and when we'll be ready to go and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I'm on the last episode now. And I was talking about this episode. And I finished the episode, and I was like, whoa, what a conclusion. And then it starts the next episode, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? Hold on. That would have been a good place to stop, and the next two episodes would have been fine for the third season. But I still still like the last two episodes being... A, a, a good epilogue. A wrap-up, yeah. 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 But episode 21's the big fight. They're going mm-hmm. after the Morpho, and the crew starts falling and dropping like They're flies. Like dropping like flies, yeah. Uh, Are we going to do that every episode, where you and I say something yes. at the same time? <laughs> okay. Uh, first one's uh, Anju gets separated, falls down the cliff. She goes to fight. Laughing Fox is like, hey, um, I'm really only really good in these types of environments. They're in like a small a small town. Because mm-hmm. he's been shown, and especially with the Reagan Leafs, that he's been really uh, taking advantage of their mobility. And he does all the, the full on, like he watched Attack on Titan was like, that's tight. I was going to say, <laughs> he's doing the ODM here. <laughs> and, and he's doing it. He's like, this is my best thing. Like open fields, I suck out there. Um. Karina's like, I found a good shooting spot. I'm going to, because she's, her, her Reagan life has a bigger gun and she's got a full like targeting system. The like eye visor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she calls thing. herself a sniper in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she hangs out there, riding, Shin keep going forward. And I like the little bit where they get this like static on all of their screens. They're like, what the fuck is that? And then a big shot comes flying overhead. Yeah. Well, because we also see a bit of that before when the railgun fight mm-hmm. when they're in the town and it's like all the lights in the city come up yeah. and then go out and we see that wave of lights go out. I thought that was mm-hmm. a really, really cool scene. Uh, we kind of skipped over that because it is just like a, I mean, like a 10 se- or a two second thing. Yeah, it was right before but, Shin was like, we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. And like seeing this railgun like kind of like activate all of the electronics in a weird way and then they go out. I th- So I thought that's what this was again. And also just really cool. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Uh, Raiden takes a bit of shrapnel. Uh, with Because uh, Frederica's in the in the mech with her. Or with him. He gets mm-hmm. fucked up. He blocks the shots. He gets shrapnel all over the arm. And he's like, I'm out. I can't do anything. He lied. And... Fre- well, he does say... He says to Frederica, don't worry. This isn't going to kill me. However, I can't fight anymore. Mm-hmm. So basically, Shin, you got to take yeah. responsibility. Um, she gets in Fido, 
Fido's told to hang back, and then Shin goes to fight by himself. Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't get in Fido. She gets thrown in fight. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, he yeah. closes the hatch on her. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, cool fight scene. I I loved this. You know, fight scene. This was another one of the like extended. Like we get to actually watch them go at it a bit. Uh, yeah, they brought some budget to the fight scenes this half of the season. I was gonna say, and it was not bad 3D either. No, Mm-mm. like because it was a lot of 3D CG, but it was very very good. It looked good. Yep. And uh, classic uh, one round left shenanigans. Good old good old fashioned that. And. Uh, but yeah, Frederica also has this moment of like, well, if I can't be on the front line, I can at least live this moment with Shin. So she does her weird connection thing to him to watch through his mm-hmm. eyes. And she gives the call out of like where the, cause Shin says something like, Frederica, where is your knight? And she's like, oh, uh, first joint st- structure behind the like, Oh yeah, yeah. Him. She helps out with that, but also Shin's getting more static comms, and he gets told mm-hmm. to back off, and then the artillery starts to come in from nowhere. All yeah. these artillery shots, and then they showed the same um, like self forging like copper shots that they used in the first season that Sam Magnolia that liked to use orbital strike thing. Mm-hmm. Almost. Yeah, and then they had the. Uh like Molotov cruise missiles, which was crazy. <laughs> Those things yeah. were wild. Like, <laughs> yeah, they caught it on fire. He freaks out. Probably. Yeah, like he grabs them and he like crushes them and then they like spill like whatever it is all over him and he yeah. starts like bursting into flames. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting in the way he reacted. Like, I mean, fire's bad for anything, but that this thing has been, <laughs> fire this is, thing has been shown to be incredibly resilient. So it probably took zero damage from pretty much all of that. Other than it, it did crumple it in one of the first um, shots. But yeah. the fire, I think that was just like a human response of him going, ah, fuck, I'm on fire. And most people tend to go, ah, fuck, I'm on fire. I can comfortably <laughs> say someone working in IT, computers don't like fire either. Yeah. Right, but most of the computers you're working on aren't a 200-foot-tall, 400-foot-long millipede centipede monster with like yeah. armored plates and shit. I'm sure they need to cool themselves and fire probably doesn't. <laughs> yeah, help yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Um, but the, yeah, the static and then after the artillery comes in, the static comes back in and it says, go now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a gunshot going off. Kiria looks over and it's Frederica with the gun. She got out of Fro- uh, Frodo, <laughs> Fido somehow. <laughs> and. This, Frodo couldn't carry Frederica any further. <laughs> and also, shout out to Kiri's voice actor, uh, at least in the English oh, yeah. dub. He is selling that he's nuts, but he's also selling that he's just com- like absolutely devastated with the loss of Frederica. Mm-hmm. And Frederica is just like, hmm, you're not going to stop? Well, then I guess I'll put this gun up to my head. And she's, yeah, it says, like, confronts him like, well... You fail your mission if I die. So what? What the fuck are you gonna do? Yeah, um, he panics, tries to stop her. Shin charges forward, starts losing limbs and weapons and blades and shit. Mm-hmm. After you know, the Frederica tells him where the where the processing unit is or whatever, mm-hmm. and he fires the last shot. And 
there's this cutaway of Frederica seeing this. I took it as like her watching this like afterlife transition thing. And it showed mm-hmm. those three in empire outfits, like what could have been an alternate history of them if they all got to hang out and mm-hmm. Kiri yelling at Shin, uh, Ray, just trying to smooth things over with everybody and says, okay, let's go. Uh, and that, but that takes us right to episode 22 where, well, Oh, no, then it, it explodes. Oh, oh, the, oh yeah, the, oh, the explosion. Guys, I'm sorry, I cut the explosion part. You guys are skipping my favorite shit. The explosion. So, <laughs> the door opens in this, like, fantasy vision mm-hmm. thing, and uh, Kiri and Ray walk off. We see these, like, silhouettes of other people, which is a very good nod back to the opening credits of season one, where we see the silhouettes mm-hmm. of all the passed away people, and it's like, there's more and more people being added. Shin does not walk there. She's He's just standing to the side of Frederica as she's kind of like reaching out and rectifying with this. We see Kyria, the robot version, like face thing, and there's like a staticky hole in his head, and it's getting bigger and bigger, and he's like kind of doing this weird smile thing. And then the screen goes black, and then it says, self-destruct sequence, 10 seconds. And it's like, holy shit. And it starts counting down. Then we come back to Frederica again. She sees this. We see Shin kind of doing his weird smile as it's kind of like, a, oh, fuck yeah, I did it. Then it shows self-destruct sequence five seconds. And we get the like, boom. And she, <gasps> and we see the giant explosion. And that's the yeah, end of yeah, the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which again, I thought was the end of the fucking season. So I was like, holy fucking shit, what a cool way to end yeah. this. Fuck yeah. It would have been a good spot. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like it. everyone could be dead. There could be no one left alive. Man. And I thought that would have been perfect. Because uh, also, if that would have been the end of the series, I thought that would have been a cool ending. Like, a, you don't know. But yeah. you have a pretty good fucking idea. But uh, episode twenty two, we get yeah, into goes in we're like we have Evangelion now, and <laughs> we're having all these like inner monologues, just tons of them. They're all unhappy and sad. But the one bit I liked was they do this every now and then, where they show the like inner monologue. They'll like be throwing sticks or something, and then the what's happening in the outside world is him just throwing debris at Shin or mm-hmm. Milize slapping Ray, and it was the artillery dud. That hit him, stuff like that. Yeah. But um, this one has Shin, His he used his little pile bunker to, like, stabilize himself for the last shot. And he's stuck. He can't get himself out. But then it cuts to the inner monologue, and then it's it's Kyrie reaching out and grabbing his hand. And he's like, mm-hmm. you don't have a reason to live. You have less of a reason to live than I do. And then the countdown it blows up. And we're kind of the same. He's like, like, we're the same. Like, you and I. Uh, But they also did a good foreshadowing of this with Laughing Fox, where he's testing out the damage mm -hmm. of his Reagan Leaf. And he stabs in, and he's like, oh, the blade's stuck. I can't jimmy it free. I'll just eject it. Yeah, let's eject it. And then it cuts back to now. And he didn't have enough time to do it. Shin's stuck. Uh, But also, I liked, because after the explosion, or during the explosion, I guess, the liquid metal arms come out, and they grab Frederica and shunt her away from the explosion. And he got mm-hmm. to like pick her up and hold her for the last time and save her life and protect her from the explosion. Because mm-hmm. um, she even has this moment of like a even in his final moments he was still my knight. Yeah, 
which I, I thought that was a really uh, nice touch. Mm-hmm. But then Shin cuts back to, because he's having his little inner monologue, and he cuts back to just being inside of his cockpit again. And he his his the voice actor pops off like shout out I mean I know he, I know he passed away but shout out to him he did such a good job in this show, um. But yeah, because this is the episode where Alex Lee takes over. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, Billy Comets rest in peace. He passes away. Alex Lee takes over as the voice actor for shit. Alex does a good job too. Does a real oh good yeah job. he's he's the voice of a uh, lizard guy from Doro Hidoro. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't think of his name. Kaiman. Ka- uh, Kaiman, yeah, yeah. So he's his voice actor. Alex Lee is in fucking everything. Well, he's real good. At this point. That that dude popped off. Yeah, he's very good. Um, he's the voice of Luke in Street Fighter Six. Like, he's the voice of Thorfinn in oh, wow. um, Vinland Saga in the English. Uh, he, he That dude is fucking in everything, and he's good at it. So, um, yeah. But then we get to see Shin just hanging out in this field of uh, all the little anti-radar birds are on the field so it's all blue and silvery mm-hmm. and then Millie for some reason gets the full-on theatrical aspect ratio <laughs> when she's well, walking see, in uh there's also a moment where shin seems like he's a, he's about to die and then a shot rings out and hits the other man yeah one of, one of the legions was coming at him yeah and he can't do anything. Like, he can't move. He's, like, f- battered as shit. And this one lone legion is about to, like, impale him. And then a shot rings out, takes this thing out. There's an explosion. And then we just see her, like, through the cockpit vision, walking through the distance as the birds, butterflies, legion, flying things, whatever you want to call them, start to fly mm-hmm. away. And we see all of those red flowers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was fun. Uh, it, again, the show is very heavy-handed with a lot of its symbolism, but I I, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's done cinematically yeah. well, so I I'm okay with it. But she like walked through, like I said, the the like she, popping out of the black bars. Like she is walking through it, and even the black bars start to lighten as his realization of who this is starts to come up. Mm-hmm. And they have a chat. She even like asks, like, "Why were you in this awful battle alone?" Uh, but she hears the voice, or he hears the voice, and he doesn't, He's af- seems to be afraid to reveal who he is completely. Well, I think probably because from his standpoint, she's probably already rectified with their deaths. Oh, yeah. So he's like, why would I, why would I bring this wound back up? Um, is my headcanon for it. Well, he says, like, something about, like, she she needs to meet us, like, where we are. She needs to, like... Come find us, not like mm-hmm. not like this. We need to do it differently, which which is weird. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> uh, the first outro, there's an alternative version playing in the background, which I'm a huge sucker for. Whenever they do that shit, when they play the <laughs> intro or outro mid episode, I think uh, Shin was just playing hard to get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the the morpho starts exploding in firework b- bright color c- uh, colors to celebrate. Reminded me of Zom 100. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this Where it's like they're playing Splatoon for some reason and it's just bright paint colors. But um, she says to Shin, like, you made it to the end, something you should be proud of. And that's the thing that he needs to hear, like, mm-hmm. in that moment. And then <laughs> another heavy-handed symbolism, Ray's uh, little placard, whatever, uh, with his name falls away <laughs> as he's yeah. finally accepting that it's okay to be alive. 
And he's got new life goals. Uh, he's trying to, I guess, wife her up, I guess, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And which helicopters show up, take everybody away. Uh, then it's revealed that everyone survived. Well, also, uh, the helicopter pilot kind of has this moment of like, didn't you see that symbol on that Reagan leaf? Like, girl. Yeah. And then it kind of is like, uh, no, that's impossible. This is a different country. Mm-hmm. Like, probably just a fucking coincidence. They even said that that's the uh, the Nosen clan uh, symbol. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I also appreciated that the general, the, the, the guy with the, the eye patch, he mm-hmm. was shown, like, earlier just sleeping on a cot in a tent in a forward base. Like, he didn't put on any airs. Like, he was in a cot with other yeah. dudes. Probably other higher-ups, but at least, you know, still just a makeshift cot. And then he's... Kind of roughing it. And he's on this helicopter on the front goddamn lines to talking to foreign people. <laughs> like, okay, like, that's dangerous. Yeah. But he's he's out there on the front, at least. Um, And then we get to see San Magnolia. <laughs> oh, we're back to it. Okay, so they had a moment in this where there's like kind of like a bread line set up. Oh my! And it looks like eighty six are like feeding uh, Alba, and they like ladle some soup for this like little girl and her tray, and then like an older dude is like, "Hey, she got more than me. Can't you colors show us the equality we deserve?" That was, t- was like Jesus. that was about halfway through twenty three. Yeah. Oh man, that but that's how, oh that was amazing. I cracked the fuck yeah, up. and because it's like holy shit. Do you not see the irony, you dumb fucking yeah. piece of shit? Oh yeah, oh yeah. They hammer in that these people are just, just terrible, and the Federacy people are just like, like gritting through it, and they're pissed because these, yeah. like, that's like American soldiers showing up, and then like, a, a a Nazi being like, you, I deserve more food than this child because we're we're better, and just yeah, Americans yeah. would be like, hmm. No, well, the, the 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 good old Americans when we we when we hated Nazis back in the day, uh, back in the day. Yeah, 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 that's old hat now. Um, anywho, <laughs> there was still plenty who were sympathetic back then. Unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. um, people have sucked all throughout time. So, but also another another heavy handed symbolism: the gun. She's like, oh, it's missing. I lost it during the fight. You know, like yeah. So he's missing his gun. That's that's no longer a thing. Blah blah blah. Uh, they get back to. The Federacy, though, and um, they're doing like an after mission report, and then they have the recording of his conversation with her, and then they're just like playing it back for him, and like, oh, what's this? And they're I, I appreciate them oh, just giving yeah. him shit. <laughs> yeah, because the the lieutenant just walks out, like playing mm-hmm. the recording on like the iPad or whatever. So yeah, this. But going back to this episode, when we get the reveal that the other four are still alive. I hate that they use the whole like wink out thing to show people dying, which up to this point has been accurate. If somebody winks out, they're gone. Mm-hmm. They're gone. Yeah. And not to do it once, but to do it with four different fucking people in one fight was bullshit. Yeah. 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 No, honestly, after th- well, actually five people because they do it with uh old girl flying the plane. Yeah, yeah she makes it. And then it they do it with the rest of and their uh, crew. Nordland. Yeah. I would have Again, liked if the show was the 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 Vladelina Millie's a show, and then like maybe her having to go track down all five of them who are now shepherds. 
That would have been a cool show, too. That would have been wild. She's like, oh, no, they're all out there. And now the Legion's crazy strong because they've got all five of them. We're fucked. I got to put them to rest. But, yeah. but you know, too bad. Uh, but <laughs> episode 23, they're back. They're getting presents. Um, Anju got a fucking whisk. I don't know. That, that was kind of weird. Like, this is the president of a nation. He bought you a goddamn whisk. Uh, but they they making French toast. Man. And he made French toast. They they said that this fight. They said they took sixty percent losses, which mm-hmm. like losing ten percent's a, a huge fucking deal in a war, let alone sixty. Uh, yeah. But they're and they've done nothing to limit the legion's manufacturing capabilities. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're, they're going to grind us down. Um, so they make a new strike force made out of the newly liberated 86. The Federacy went and grabbed them all or, or mm-hmm. working on evacuating them all from uh, San Magnolia, which I thought was great. But now they're like, well, well we're going to strike like, out. Part of this rescue mission is like San Magnolia's done. Mm-hmm. Like, because we see like the streets are... There's no electricity. People are, like, huddled around, like, trash can bonfires. There's these, like, humanitarian uh, uh, soup lines kind of thing. Because that country is fucked. Yep. It's all ruins it's now. They survived the push, but the the, the country's gone, effectively. Mm-hmm. They weren't able to hold, like, a line against the Legion's, like, remaining forces. But there's, no, there's nothing left. Um, yeah. Shin visits Eugene. Was able to put flowers down. A little nice little wrap up on the Marcel and the sister thing. Mm-hmm. He's accepted that Shin's going to fight to protect his friends and their futures too, so he's got like a bit more of a goal. Uh, but then we found out he was blackmailing the fucking girl into writing those letters. Man, yeah, fucking Marcel. That was a weird choice. He seems just just spiteful little shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And but he was able to bury Ray finally. He takes his, the little piece of the armor, puts it in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says like I have people around me that wa- that want me to survive. I think I'm going to be okay, which is I thought nice. Um, but the Republic was wiped out in a week of fighting. Yeah. Uh, and it took two months for more Federation help to show up finally. But then that's when we see the sign. This says uh, white pigs. Now it says white pigs stay away. They crossed out the yep. 86. Um, and this is the, the soup line bit right after that. And this is when uh, Lena and Annette both decide to transfer to the Federacy to work on this strike mm-hmm. force. Mm-hmm. And then the big reveal. Re- the, well, then you get the hint the with the like, oh, their comms are just like ours, but that's impossible. How would they have developed mm-hmm. them the exact same way? Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, they get to meet the 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 crew has a, a laugh about it because they know who she is. She doesn't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets to drop off her little box of uh, mementos, like with her like doodles mm-hmm. of what people look like. And, yeah, and then they show her the monument that they'd made um, as well yeah. before the introduction. Uh, and they get to meet up have a nice little reunion. It's, it's lovely. I was tearing up because I'm a, a softy and, uh, but it was, it was pretty big. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that bit. And there's two other things that I want to talk about before we wrap up this episode. I was going to say, I didn't tear up or find this that emotionally impactful just because 
they had just like met two episodes ago. So I thought it was kind of like a missed opportunity for a more heartfelt. It got me both times. So I was good. I was good. I was in, but I was also quite (laughs) invested. So it's easier to, to hurt me when I'm invested. Yeah. Um, But the two things I wanted to touch on real quick was one, (laughs) as we're an hour and 55 minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hey, we didn't do a part one. It's like Elena says um, in, in one bit, uh, there could be no punishment for a citizenry unaware of its crimes. Which I was like, oh, damn. And then I thought about it, and I wonder if this is commentary on the Japanese culture. Because in Germany, Holocaust denial is a crime. Yeah. In Japan, it's policy for their government to deny. Like during their. And they straight up don't teach their kids they don't it, teach it nothing so a citizenry that doesn't know that you know their history can't be held accountable i mean they should be but you you, you can't get them to do any work when there's no work for them to be done you know in their in their that eyes they know of yeah so i thought that was full-on japanese commentary um which is really interesting as from a, a japanese creator right um because like during their occupation of asia it was 30 million civilians dead estimated 30 million and they did shit that made the nazis experiments look like child's play um and they just deny it all and i that just welled up you know as a as a mixed person of of asian descent um that really struck me and i got like every time i think about it i get furious because like while i love the japanese culture and their people are interesting obviously i love their their art that they create in in anime I start getting down this goddamn rabbit hole where I just get fucking pissed that they just, you know, like Americans with slavery, you know, the Holocaust and all the tragedies that happened. It's one thing if like people can like accept that these things happened, that they're not individually responsible, but for their actions, you know, the actions of their forefathers, but they're responsible to do the work and accept that these things happened Mm. and be cognizant of it. But just denying it, that's the part that really infuriates me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and justifiable. Oh so. yeah, and um, and then I get stuck on that rabbit hole, and I just get mad, um, mm-hmm. like I am right now. And uh, <laughs> the other little bit is I rewatched season one recently, mm-hmm. and then with season two again, Fido has fucking memories of Shin being a kid. That's what I was gonna come back to. So, <laughs> god damn it, I still I am on my tinfoil hat theory where. Fido has the brain of a human, just like the Legion did to their fucking shit where they steal brains. I am convinced that Fido was a human before. I'm fucking convinced. But which human? Why else would he have those memories? So I I went back and was like pausing those. So in one of the the season one one was Shin crawling on his hands and knees grabbing the viewer. And then Ray was back there and then uh, their neighbor, uh, Vladelina's friend. Season two's cuts were of Baby Shin walking, Dad, Ray, Mom. Yep. So I don't know if it's a person so much as another robot that was just in their family. I'm convinced. Or something. I'm convinced. Yeah. Because also we see that Fido has emotions. We also <laughs> he see that is, Fido, he is emotional. They, they like they refer to Fido as like gendered in the first season as well i'm convinced that's my yeah, sure 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 he's definitely more 
because yeah, he's got he's got baby walking video of Shin. Like that's you, brother. Like where where you get he didn't just pop in the SD card of his home videos, you know. Yeah, I I'm with Marcus on this. I I we we know uh, the Republic experimented on children's children for the <laughs> comm system. Maybe they did it for their own mechs too. Yeah. Well, that and we know it's possible because the Legion because the does Legion does so, steals brains yeah. and uses them mm-hmm. for their general for their black. We're gonna find out that yeah. their original juggernauts were actually their moms inside them the whole time, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's an Evangelion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I know we've been oh, at this man. for a while. Um, this happens whenever I'm really excited about a show. Um, but we're at we're at right on the two hours. What did you guys think? Uh, so taking the two seasons together and throwing a final score on it, um, probably eight, five, a slight bump from the eight that I gave the original season standalone season two could have been even better than that though, because as I said, I think we needed more Lena Mm -hmm. and I think we needed some pacing tweaks specifically with the finale fake out with the two epilogue episodes was I don't think that was necessarily the right way to handle could have been handled better I'll give you that Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as Nick Um, I'm going a higher score though I'm saying that this is probably a I want to say 859 like 85-9 not (laughs) 8.59 and it's because of a few things that like hampered me down the plot armor stuff that really, really got me. That seemed... I, I don't like that. When, by all accounts, a character should have died and we get the indication that they died, but then they're just magically alive. I don't I don't like that. Uh, buddy, Frederica added so little to this for me. Like, that was such a weird character choice for me that it would pull me out of this quite yeah. a bit. But also, god damn it, give me more of what was going on with Millizate, because it sounds like she was doing some just baller-ass shit the whole time, and we get, like, two glimpses at it. That was kind of a wasted opportunity Mm -hmm. for me. So I did like season one better than I liked season two, but by no means does that mean season two was not good. Yeah. So overall, I do think this was all very, very good. So yeah, eight, five to nine. So for me, um, I think I gave first season nine, three. Um, I think Mark, you gave yours like a nine four, nine five, or something. Bro, oh, nine five because you I only pre- do halves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was um, like, I did not give it a nine three. <laughs> and I think for me, not season two is probably like a nine five for me, real high. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites again. Uh, but season one and two, this is like I said, the sum greater than uh, its parts. Where it's mm-hmm. it's it's a solid. I'm gonna give it a nine eight. It is one of my favorites by leaps and bounds um it wouldn't be as strong like season two wouldn't be as good without one and i don't think season one would be as good without two kind of thing so that's where i'm at nine eight there are flaws but they don't drag it down too far for me i I certainly agree that you need them together and especially you needed that setup from season one to make season two as good as it was um Hard if, agree. if it just jumped into that show that it on, <laughs> on episode 13 or episode 12 yeah it wouldn't have worked as well you needed those 11 episodes of world building mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Well, um, do you guys have any uh, final thoughts before we wrap this episode up? Uh, let us know, audience, what you think of this type of format where we just skip a part one if we're ever going to do a follow-up episode on a series. Let us know if that works for you. If you'd rather have another small introduction before we jump into the break. I think this personally works a little bit better. Allows us to maybe cut five, ten minutes of time because especially if it's a Dan episode, it's going to run long anyway. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so yeah, just let us know if that works for you guys and we'll try to keep it in mind for when we're trying to do some of these follow-up episodes. I don't think we're going to do it all that often yeah. going forward, but just something to keep in mind. I do feel like some shows deserve it. So yeah, I agree. It probably won't be often, but we're. I'd be very surprised if we didn't oh, do yeah. it again. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for sitting around for two hours and hearing us yak about war crimes and <laughs> other terrible things. Uh, slightly less war crimes in this Slightly season. less. Yeah, yeah. Slightly less. But that'll wrap it up. That was Anime Backlog. Uh, 86 Part 2. Thank you very much. See you guys. Catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Episode 23 of the Anime Backlog Podcast. Next week, we will have John join us as guest host. This episode in the series will have us rolling a D20 and assigning Spring 2022's Summertime Rendering. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review, tell friends about the show, and follow us on social media. We appreciate any and all support in growing the podcast. You can follow the show on most social media platforms to get updates at the handle at the Anime Backlog. You can also follow us individually on Twitter, Dan at Avarice77, Marcus at MarcusRVO, and Nick at NickSparts. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will catch you next Wednesday. Bye. Who's <laughs> that?